All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Real Talk with Fish Addictions TV. Now, we've got a couple guys in here that are regulars on the show and one guy that's at every episode but is never really ever seen unless he gets seen in the vlogs or the behind the scenes. And then we've got Josh Clausen all the way from Wisconsin. He's here because we filmed our first episode today for... Season six. We have a debate if it's season six or season seven, because I feel like it's technically season seven. But it all so when how you what does YouTube it. say? Well, all right. So the first season that was like actually filmed to be syndicated was not aired anywhere other than YouTube. Correct. Right. And then we had I don't know if we're calling that a season, but the year prior to where we were doing the just me and you filming each other. It so, might be season eight. That's what I'm thinking. If we're going from the very beginning to now. Because if think we were like back eight, in our commando days. Yeah, it'd be like eight eight years of footage <laughs> yeah. so we could call that Josh seasons. was running the camera. I <laughs> yeah. was running the camera. We're Thor edit- was running the camera. Oh, we were doing editing in uh, Ice House Taylor and, and Mike's Jim yard. were over here were not running the camera, but they were fishing. Would you consider that <laughs> the good us? old days? Yeah, I think so. The good old days? The good old days. Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, it was, we had a ton it of was, fun. It was it, a lot of work. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely not meant to be where it's at now. No, we were just trying to get, start something new on YouTube, not YouTube, but Facebook to where you could get reports from areas. We, we wanted to do five minute videos. That's I, really what it was. I, yeah. I, we I just wanted to throw in. We did a red, la- we did a red lake video. Yeah. Josh and I went up to red lake Josh bought a slender spoon on the way up. It was the new <laughs> hammered gold, three ace ounce three hammered ace gold ounce. slender spoon. <laughs> and we got a call from Custom Jigs and Spins shortly after that. And Eskimo. And Eskimo. That's yeah. how it all started. I had an old fat fish 767 Wait. that we fished out of. So I, we, we met each other fishing Team Extreme. I yeah. fished with Taylor and, and you were fishing with, with Alan Sitzer. Alan Sitzer. And we were competing against each other. Never heard of Fish Addictions before because Mike had the website internet forum prior. And it was what? The Clearwater Tournament? No, Sakis. No, that's where we met, but Clearwater is where we stayed in the same. Oh, yeah. You stayed in my ISO because we pulled that up. Yeah. And Alan's like, yeah, I know he knew, I think he knew more of your brother than more of you. Yeah. Through the hunting thing. Yeah. I had never really heard of fish addictions before, but he's like, yeah, we're going to stay. Neither has Alex, so don't worry. Yeah. We're like, we're going to (laughs) stay. Alex is Mike's son. I got it. Yeah. Alex is my son. And apparently he has never watched. an episode of Fish Addictions TV, and we're going to have to work on that. I think his punishment is going to be watching all eight seasons. There you go. Is it a punishment? For him, it probably will be. Yeah. Ouch. Different For me, (laughs) like, I get a trip through memory lane watching them. I I start a lot of my days. I actually watch, like, the what I, and and everybody laughs when I say it, but I actually watch the Commando season, like, Probably once a year. Oh, yeah. I go back and watch those old videos, too. Just uh, nostalgia and reminiscing on kind of where it all began. Still, my favorite episode ever to have aired was when we went up to the Northwest Angle to catch crappies the first time. Yeah. And you were filming that. That's why. (laughs) See, and part of me thinks it's that bias, but it's still one of my favorites. There's a scene in there that I was super proud of is when we come off that portage. And then it like opens up to the lake. Like we're in trees and the music in the background, just like, there's also a scene in there that 
I don't frequently talk about where you guys are doing the outro and I didn't notice that your mic died. And oh. luckily Mike's gain was turned up pretty high <laughs> because we didn't really know what we were doing and we were able to pick up your audio also. Dusty, we don't need you. You can go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun, guys. But <laughs> no, in all realness, we Dusty, you, this is going into your second season filming with us. Yeah. First time full, full time. Last year, you were full, full time. I think you missed one episode. Yeah, that was Manitoba. You guys went up to Lake Manitoba. Oh yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't up at Wacosco. Oh uh, no, I wasn't up at Wacosco. So two, two, four. Yeah. Well, he's not missing four this year, people. He'll be, he'll be on every one. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope so. Dusty, yeah. are you going to be on? Everyone? That's the plan. Yeah. <sighs> he films a cool. snowmobile guy that seems to be famous sometimes too. There's no snow anywhere. <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I had to drive nine hours to find fishable ice. <laughs> and you almost didn't find it here. I know. Yeah. yeah. That but was a luck, risk. That's luckily a risk. we did. And it was a day. We could have kept going. Those I mean, as far as first day out ice fishing and running the equipment we were running and catching the fish we were catching. So you want to know what went through my head before you go to this? Yeah, go ahead. I had a couple thoughts go through my head. Taylor and Jim were sitting to my right. My left had fished this had fished this bot particular body of water la, bo, uh, body of water <laughs> body of water last year. How many times? Did, oh, once or twice. One time. One last time. Year. And I had fished it a lot when I was in high school. How many so years had, ago? Ooh, I bet you. I'm thir- going on 18 years thir- since no, I graduated. Yeah, 13 years ago, probably 14 years ago was probably the last time okay. I fished this particular body of water that we were at. So I had two thoughts. Hopefully we can get it done, and I hope to God I don't slip on the ice because I am notorious <laughs> for slipping on the ice, and I didn't think there was going to be any Do snow on there. Do you remember this would have been in the commando year? Oh, where were we? We weren't. We were. We were checking out. I think it was Mike's Lake and trying to get up the chain. It was when we got the um, ranger. Buried your ranger. But <laughs> FYI, you, do not drive a ranger with tracks through over, over the top of cattails because at some point you will fall through them. <laughs> yep, and then you <laughs> and can't it will get not back be out. a good experience, especially when there's. And you know, like, looking what? back at that, how dumb were we? <laughs> you said, Mike, no. I know you said. That was like, all right, so rangers and tracks and everything, it's like, they're unstoppable. They can go through anything. Well, they're not. Up, to that, up to that point, everything I had got it into that I couldn't go forward in, I could go Yeah, backwards. you said, I've never got this. I've never got this. So I'm like, all right, go for it. Before we Let's get too it. deep into this. We got stuff. Since this was the first episode of the year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're going to link the lake in the description. The what? We're going to the DNR Lake Finder. We're going to link it in the description. When did we decide that? Just now. The hell we are. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> that is not a good idea, Thor. Look for the link in the description. Are you baiting people, Thor? Yeah. Yeah, I am. That's not nice. No, but it was going to be funny. Does that mean he's a master baiter? That could be. He did bait a hook today and it caught a pike. <laughs> That's true. Two of them. Yeah. Two of them. <laughs> two of them. For the record, we both set dead sticks today and yeah. one caught two fish. Yeah. And yours got stripped. Or the minnow fell Yeah, the off. first one. Or 
It got stripped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We had some, we had <laughs> because some, I for, we had some very big minnows on some very small hooks. Yes. <laughs> but we're going crappie fishing and Taylor and Jim show up with like some massive walleye fat heads. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you guys got those to go out to Irvin and Alice yeah. area. Okay. You know? So they're planning on. Yeah. See, Taylor has yeah, this like, theory that if he buys his minnows from home economy and he leaves them in his garage, they will never die. Is it the blue water? Do oh, they use the blue water? And, ha- and has it worked it's, out? It's, it's tested. Proven. Tested and proven. <laughs> Interesting. It's proven. Filtered water from the fridge keeps those things alive for almost a month. That leaves it's it. insane. Hmm. If I put the filtered water from the fridge into the middle pail. Proven and tested. Get your minnows at Home of Economy in East or in Grand Forks, North Dakota. <laughs> and use and the water from the fridge. Wait. Waiting. We'll cut it. Never mind. We can't bring bait from we'll North Dakota it. to Minnesota. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These were Cabela's. No. <laughs> oh, you got those minnows at Cabela's? Yeah. When we go when we go west, we'll stop at either Home Economy or we'll go to Senex West and Devils. But Taylor has anyways. He always talks about the Home of Economy minnows, but he. It doesn't matter where he buys them. He sets them on the floor in his garage. They don't freeze, and they're alive a month later. No aerator, just in a bucket. Yeah. In that little minnow bucket. Yes. With so like half it, gallon. You got little, to set the minnow pail on the cement. On the concrete to keep them nice cold. Cool, and it's like a condensation thing. So, all right. I had a similar experience this uh, this past fall. It must have been October. We had a warm day in Wisconsin and brought the family out to um, Redstone. Fishing crappies and got a couple scoops of minnows. Got back home, realized I forgot to pull the plug on the live well. Uh oh. And realized it. And What's your phone number? Yeah, right. DNR's calling you right now uh-huh. because you forgot <laughs> to pull the plug. Well, I eventually did and did not go into any other body of water, but I did not drain it Shame immediately because I had the wife and kids and Shame it was a little you. hectic getting the boat out of the out of the that. lake. There is Anyways. nobody listening to this podcast that has ever screwed up before. Right. So. Yeah. Two days later, I realized, oh, man, I forgot those minnows in the live well. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those minnow buckets that sets in the live well to keep yep. the minnows alive when you're in the lake. Open the live, live well, looked in there, and they're all just, they're fine. A couple days later, and it was not that cold out. So it was just a couple days, but it wasn't, you know, a concrete floor for a month. Dusty. Yeah. This is what everybody wants to know. I guarantee it. Oh, What's boy. it like traveling with all of us doofuses <laughs> around the ice belt? I it's mean, awesome. you see us in our best and our worst. I do. Happy and, and angry. Well, tell us at about the it. same time. What do you think? We're yeah. a fun group. We're How just, else? we're pretty much just a bunch of kids that love to fish and we just make it a good That's time. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. A bunch of, if, if somebody, kids. to be honest, if somebody could have honestly been out on the ice, standing back and watched the circus that happened today, that was, would you say that we are your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> That circus today was something I have not experienced before, and it changed my mind on crappie behavior underneath the ice. I did not know they moved that much that quickly. So this is a this is a revelation 
to a true student of ice fishing. This you, is this is an apple falling on his head. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all right. We were all thinking it. We were out on the ice day thinking, okay, we're moving so much, we're scaring this school. And then we, then we all stopped, stopped still, and they just whoop, all they kept back cruising around. But back in the old days, we didn't. I mean, we didn't know. You we didn't. didn't we you, didn't move as much as we do did, especially today. No. We would sit in one spot, and they'd come back, and you'd be like, "Okay, they're moving back through, or it's yep, another school." Back or Essentially, school. what we did today is we, for lack of a better term, harassed a large school of crappies around a base and chasing them with panoptics live scope and leapfrogging pointing out directions the school's moving this way we drilled out a grid of i don't know 150 holes let's use the word intercepted intercepted yeah we did not harass we had no fish were harmed in the making of this episode except for the 12 weeks we had when we got home we intentionally we intentionally intercepted multiple times throughout the day the same school of crappies that were moving so quickly and there was probably I don't know. It was a pretty large school of crappies. I would say 80 fish in that school moving around. And we we're in what, 20, 20, Eight. 28 to 32 feet of water where they're transitioning through. And you could not get a tungsten jig down on that school, catch a fish, get him up unhooked and get down before they're gone. Like only once or twice. I think Jim pulled two fish out of one hole. Yeah. Taylor pulled two fish out of one hole I, or something I did like it that. Once and it was because there were like three stragglers that were well okay. in school and I stuck it out for another two, three minutes but, before one of them bit. <laughs> so we'll just say out of the sixty fish catches, it happened twice. twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And and by the time you got down again, they were fifty feet. Moving and there was no rhyme or reason. I was trying to figure out, you know, like, well, do you know how most of the time, most of the time, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, most, most of the time when you're crappie fishing, you're like, hey, they're moving that way. You're like going to the next hole. It got to the point where we were looking for the hole after that. Oh, hole. yeah. We were it totally like, guessing where they yeah. were going. 30 because feet. Because if you went to the next hole, by the time you got down, they were gone. Yeah. You'd be like but, 30 feet that way. Hit the hole that's 50 feet that way. Yeah. But they don't travel in a straight line. No. They wander. They yeah. Like, like how many times did we get in front of them? And by the time we were, they weren't going back the other yep, way. They, and what I thought, too, was like, it almost seemed like if you drop down too far in front of them. They, they weren't as away. active about it, but if uh-huh. you drop down right, right on, top on top of, of them, them, if you had that bait dropping around, like, top, and then it was like, boom, one would yeah. pop mm-hmm. up and right to mm-hmm. it. You know, I, I, I'm a true believer that the more we know, the less we know. Oh, for sure. It's you like know? every new piece of technology that comes out that gives you a different perspective on fish behavior makes you realize that you don't know what you thought you knew. When analog flashers came out, you could tell how a fish reacted to your bait by the signal return that you were seeing on your digital, they're not right. digital, but your analog display. Then you got into where you had the scrolling graphs to where you had a little bit of history. So if you looked away, you could go, Oh, a fish came in. I didn't see them there. Right. And you could still get them. And then pan optics seeing how much they move. We realized that when you drill a hole on top of a pot of crappies that are 30 feet deep, you disturb them. The noise from our ice cleats was making a difference. We actually took our ice cleats off about halfway through the day to reduce the amount of noise right. to see if that made a Even difference. Even in 30 feet of water. Yeah. Before before today, not that I didn't think it probably didn't disturb them a little bit when you're wearing ice cleats, but 
especially with 30 those... feet of water i oh, was yeah. thinking 10 feet or less right. is where you would really I, be it i mean I, I remember... it got to the point where we were all walking a little lighter even with yep. the cleats off today yep. yeah <laughs> and i not get that memo then we got to the point to where we're like <laughs> that's because not... you weren't listening I, thor <laughs> I did not walk quietly i took my cleats off but i did not walk quietly and you mentioned this a moment ago that were these fish moving because of our influence chasing them around dropping baits on them making noise up on the surface and so we stopped you know and waited 20 minutes and just kind of tiptoed around not dropping baits and just checking where they're at they were still cruising the same speed moving on the same wandering path just around this basin no rhyme or reason to it the only other thing is we could see a couple pike periodically kind of harass well yes they were i think they were constantly being harassed that could be part of it but these pike were not big enough to eat these crappies i i enough to hurt yes i I wonder if there are some big monsters in there they're probably that were were either hanging out deeper shallow i mean we really didn't move too far here's the other thing though that school of crappies like it was within a hundred feet of the very first location we found them they never re- if you noticed where all our holes were drilled mm-hmm. they uh, never really got out of that 100 150 foot area like that was it they yeah kind of circled and roamed in that area yeah, that area that's alone. true and that's why i wonder if there were some really big pike that were keeping them there because we did see the smaller pike and the small pike were breaking up the schools Thor, next time you should fish outside the circle and catch those pike because i know you like pike <laughs> i like big pike i did not like the pike i caught today But we went to the thought that our influence was actually causing these fish to be moving so much. And we took that, we we went down that road, explored that theory, and that was not the case. Well, it's like a progression that anglers should have when they're on the ice. Like, you start, something's happening, why is that happening? So we went through a progression of things to see if that would make it easier to catch them, harder to catch them, Mm -hmm. was that making a difference? And in the end... It didn't they really just, matter. They were just, they were just doing what they were doing. Yeah. And it's not that we didn't push them a little bit here and there. Right. But for sure, like they're just roaming. And and we you hear that all the time. You can listen to anybody, Jason Mitchell, uh, anybody out there. And they're going to talk about roaming basin crappies, yep. right? But and, in the past, I thought roaming basin crappies meant that schools moved let's say 50 feet in 20 minutes not 50 feet in 20 seconds i think it depends on the body of water yeah really because obviously yeah. a lot of where we did a night episode maybe last year the year before where we were fishing roman base roaming basin crappies and it was you could pick two three out of the school before they moved on and it could be size of school right I yeah and if you're fishing a safety giant numbers, school yeah. you can probably pick two or three out of a school that's giant yeah i've also uh, bumped into areas so i think it was um when we were fishing against each other osakis the team extreme tournaments um me and alan ran into just it's like the largest biomass of crappies i've ever bumped into it was probably 200 yards by 100 yards and 15 feet thick like just Wherever you went, drop down crappie, 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 crappie. Huge area. Those fish, as far as we could tell with the electronics that we were using at the time, they were not moving. They were just stationary in this basin, this huge school of crappies. But to see the smaller school of crappies not remain stationary and just cruise around, there could be something to that safety in numbers. But I guess what I'm getting at is the evolution of the tools that we use to locate fish, to monitor their behavior, to see what our influence does to them, how they react to our baits. All of the above has advanced so far to now panoptics live scope 
gives us a new perspective and a new source of feedback for us to analyze and make decisions on that we've never had before. And it's truly amazing, especially after today, seeing it in action. We had four panoptics units out on the ice, and I don't know that there's a lot of groups that have four panoptics units on the ice to where it's like one of your like two guys go out one guy's got it something like that and you're using it to just to locate where a fish is getting at. more common you don't you, true but you don't have all those different feedback points of what's going on underneath underneath the ice in real time in a picture like image that is moving so a video like image without an underwater camera to where you can see the entire water column for many feet in different directions from different viewpoints. And I mean, we tried to get a drone shot of just like us playing leapfrog out there. Like we were just, well, that's basically what it was is one guy would be on them. You would pull up to what ways the school moving. He would point it out. You'd go down. Nope. They're 20 more feet. I mean, we were calling out coordinates and, and directions to each other as we were going. It was, it it was kind of like one guy caught a fish and then he quarterbacked for the rest. Yeah. While he was taking his fish off and saying, okay, go this way, go that way. And it was just kind of leapfrogged that way with, you know, rotating four quarterbacks, five quarterbacks. And even with the tournament fishing background that, I mean, me and you both have, this was the most active, quickly moving around, most reeling up, dropping baits, switching holes, moving, moving, all very educated guesses as to where these fish are going. And I bet it was probably every fifth to 10th drop, we'd actually connect and make yeah. contact with a fish. And if you do the math there, I mean, that's three, 400 drops that we did to catch 50, 60 fish. It was very active. And I think I even made the comment. If you're there was think, a point today, I was winded. Yeah. We were all running around. Well, Jim <laughs> made a run for his sled and back and it took him 20 minutes to catch his breath. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> so I'm in my forties. That might've been the first time. I don't know that I've ever seen you run before. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Jim is 42 going on 60. Yeah, <laughs> so all, all this talk about electronics and that kind of stuff. Uh, where do you see this is a question I get all the time yeah what's next what no no where do you see fish limits and and more rules coming and coming into play with something because what we did today would not have been impossible but darn near impossible even three years ago without the without the panoptics technology we could have yeah. and that that is a that is a big kudos to garmin and oh for and, sure and panoptics but and live scope at what point is it too much of an advantage i guess i think is the question you're asking or no 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 and because listen you can go back 20 years uh-huh. to an FL8 or even before that, and they were having the same discussion back then. Oh, the true. Stuff. Well, the aqua view. So they- how, do, how do we, because I don't believe that we should stop innovating. So I don't want to say that this is a negative thing by any means, but I also do believe there does need to be probably some adjustments made to some extent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those adjustments well, are, but I'm always interested and curious to hear what other people's opinions on that. Now, I, this is not a negative thing. The last thing I want is for people to stop innovating in ice fishing because that is part of the fun of ice fishing. And I, I think I know where you're going with this. So let's let's put it in this angle. Let's say all five of us 
wanted to keep our limits. We right. kept a dozen fish today out of the, you know, yeah, 50, we could have kept a lot more. We wanted oh, a yeah. quick fish fry and that's all we kept. Yep. We kept enough to eat for the day for the group. And so people out there it. watching Fish Addictions TV episode one. Yes, we kept 12 fish <laughs> and we ate all 12. They're all in our bellies right now. Yep. They were delicious. Oh, very a little good. oversalted. If if yeah, the if first batch, delicious. the first batch. If anyone, yeah, yeah I use... oversalted them. I really, <laughs> but we choked them down. They were still <laughs> edible. Second batch was much better. Yes. Sorry, guys. Mike did the seasoning. We don't say no to food. So I mean, yeah, it, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at us. As far as far as like table fare, I mean, crappies are very high on my list, especially out of cold water. So I, I feel no guilt for us keeping no, way under our combined limit. Listen, but I guess what I was getting at yeah. is if if we were the type of group that we all needed to pull our limits, so we left with fifty fish out of that school, and we went back every weekend throughout the winter. What would that do to that body of water? Gone. Right, and that's that's my perspective, and I think that's where you were going yeah. with the yeah. regulations. It gives us an advantage. Where where does that go? You mm-hmm. know, well, and we even we even saw it today in the school. The first the fish got progressively smaller as the day went on. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't keep we didn't keep all the biggest fish that we caught, we actually were doing selective harvest. We waited almost. I mean, we caught probably 40 fish before we started keeping it. But it seemed like the more aggressive fish early on in the day were the larger fish. And then those larger fish, we didn't catch many of the larger crappies. I mean, to be honest, that school, as we were catching them and pulling fish out, got smaller and smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and smaller. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just think that we were we were splitting that school up and the school that we ended up, I would say, corralling. Right. Ended up being the smaller batch of fish in the end. Mm -hmm. And there were definitely two different year classes. Yeah. My my biggest my biggest question is, is how do we adjust so we keep the resource. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you can have, I mean, if you had a magic button to be like, boop, there's all the fish right there. That's where I need to drill. And let's say they weren't roaming and you could just locate them and you knew where they were. You still got to catch them. You got to be a good angler to convince that fish to bite your bait. But you've got to be aware of the resource and the amount of take that you have and what impact that has on the resource. We're on a fairly small lake today that can't receive that amount of pressure on a consistent basis. It just doesn't have the biomass for it. If you're on a larger body of water, say you're on, I don't know, um, a rainy lake in the, the huge body of water known for massive crappies late ice, you could probably get away with keeping more fish more consistently out of that much larger body of water because the biomass is there to support that take on smaller bodies of water. And I've seen this firsthand on much smaller bodies of water to where just a couple of years, and we see it in the perch sloughs yep. in North Dakota. Oh yeah, for sure. In the three years, that's a three year cycle, in my opinion, as far as a successful fishery. And then it's a 10 year rebound cycle because you get the first year, you've got the people that figure it out. They go talk a little bit. The next year, everybody knows about it. And it's, it's a hot thing. And the third year, you're just picking off the stragglers. And then the fourth year, it's done. You're back to small fish, perch in this instance, and it takes about 10 years for that lake to rebound to where it's good again. Yeah. And there's enough of these sloughs in North Dakota to where the the fishing masses just follow the word and the advent of the Internet and Facebook and the inter- the fishing forums and all of the social media aspects now just kind of ramp that source of information up to where you don't need to go figure it out on your own. That is something in my mind that is the most rewarding is to go figure out a bite on your own, to do the research, to read the creel surveys, to look at the stocking reports and to go like 
go out in those lakes that you've never been to and just explore and figure out that bite on your own. There's nothing more rewarding in my mind than doing the research, striking out a couple times and that third, fourth time, fourth lake out, you actually, everything comes together and you have that successful day. Now to go back to that lake over and over and over and pillage with, pillage that with resource this technology with this technology to pillage that resource i disagree with that because you've already figured it out you've 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 figured I, it I out i think i think honestly like pan fisher in general like you always used to see with walleyes and everything like that now over the last four or five years you have guys really preaching throw the big ones back mm-hmm. keep the you know and and so you know, the rape and pillage thing, we'll call it, is obviously a thing. I'm more concerned about because that's been going on for years. The rape and pillage oh, thing yeah. has been going on before this technology selective, before all of this. Selective stuff. harvest and panfish is a new thing. I think. Oh yeah. Three yeah. within the last three to five years. Oh yeah. Cause I mean I mean it's always been a thing, but it's been more brought forward to the front of, yes. of everybody's on a larger scale. On a larger yeah. scale in if, the last three to if five. If you're years. on a hot bluegill bite and you're catching eight and a half to nine and a half inch fish with some sevens mixed in, common fisherman behavior is to keep the big ones. Is to keep the big ones. Sure. And I, oh, then I, you reduce the. I grew up with a grandfather who I love, who got me into the sport, who got me to love this sport, and to also got me to, I would say, appreciate it and respect it at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. But our grandfathers and fathers had a different outlook on things. It wasn't a successful day unless we had your limits, our of, limits of mm-hmm. panfish and whatever, and the bigger the better, right? Right. So Stringer as we pick. grow. What's that? The stringer picture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as as we grow up and we educate ourselves more and we're open to new ideas and we have more information for ourselves to make these decisions, it's a uh, it's something that it just needs that we're, to be, that it's more everybody's more aware of. Yeah. I'm just more worried. I'm I'm not and then like the rape and pillage thing, we were getting off on the rape and pillage thing a little bit more than we probably Intended to. Intended to, but I was more referring to the electronics part of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the just, I, I think my personal thought is I think we need to be aware of what's coming out and, and make some changes so we don't end up with a red lake crappie gone, yep. you know, type thing. Because oh, yeah. now we can take them all, you know. Yeah. Right. Same thing with like Devil's Lake Perch back in the 80s. You know, versus oh, yeah. what have it is you, now. I, mean, I don't want to say the numbers because I don't know them for sure. But have you heard the astonishing numbers that get taken out of that place? It's like hundreds of thousands yeah. in a season. Pounds. Yeah. All right, Dusty. I feel like you've just been <laughs> sitting over there. Like, no, I'm just I, listening. I, I do have some questions or a question for Dusty that we get a lot from people on Facebook and YouTube. Um, wondering... You know, what is Mike really as big of a as he as we think he is? No, just kidding. That's not the question. No, they, they, they say that as a statement. They don't put a question mark at the There's end. No, <laughs> Whatever, dot, Thor. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but we, we do get a lot of questions um, referencing what what types of cameras we're using, um, oh you know, into how are we doing the aerial shots, you know, with drones and, and things like that, kind of, you know, how we set up stuff. Um, Cause there, you know, there's a lot of things that take place when you're filming a fishing show that isn't a lot of fun. You, you know, you really do have to focus on getting a lot of that stuff done. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, you know, what, Dusty, can you just kind of run us through generally what you're packing to bring out on the ice to go fishing for the day? Yeah. Um, so ideally, one, it depends on what we're going for. Um, we'll say like today, I am going to try to pack as light as possible only because we're walking a little bit. I don't want to carry around a bunch you still of still threw things in my a bunch of, I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the heavy things, especially. Um, and just making sure you have enough SD cards and batteries. Um, sometimes that's actually something that a lot of people actually do ask, like, how many cameras do you have on the ice? How much, how many batteries do you guys go through? Does the camera never stop? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it oh, it, it definitely it's stops. stuff we take for granted just because we're yeah. just so used to it. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely stops. But, you know, we go, we go through quite a bit of batteries. SD cards are big enough, so we don't go through a lot of them just because they are larger. So, um, but for example, if you had to guess how much footage did we get today? How many hours? Was yeah, like what, what goes into a typical episode? Um, how I would how say much filming to get that. 20? So it was a typical episode, three days of filming, two and a half. Yeah, I'd say multiple two, cameras running. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like how many, how many? That is like probably the biggest question. How many hours of footage does it take? Does it take for one episode? Yeah. And we're talking what, a 24 minute we're episode? We're talking B-roll footage, footage. Yep. We're talking multiple cameras, say, different angles. Overall, there's at least drone footage. Oh, eight to 12 hours. Yeah. Like make, maybe I, even more. To make like 22 minutes. Of make video. 22 minutes. Right. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> and that's, that's what even my wife's on. like, I love you, dear. But she's like. It shouldn't take that much to make a fishing episode. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And, yeah. and I don't know what to tell you. Dusty says, keep right. catching fish. So we just keep catching fish, honey. Yeah. Right. It's always one more. Always, yeah. always another one. Need one more hook set. We need yeah. one. Yeah. Um, oh, but usually I carry two cameras, two cameras and a drone. Um, and then we have all our GoPros. GoPros and then the well. GoPros. Yeah. Yeah. So ideally it's pretty, it's a pretty simple setup, but yet it's still, we don't, um, like fish catches, we never redo. Right. If I don't get it, I don't get it. It'll be another. That's one. like our yeah. rule. Yeah. yeah. Like it is what it is. If you, if you're not fast enough, if you are not a breath getting there, it just ain't, it's not happening. Well, even just like the hook sets. Like if I don't get a hook set, I don't get a hook set. Like I, those lo- are- I, I, you know, Josh and I, and we've all had this conversation. I think doing the show has ruined other fishing oh my God. for me no doubt and like, i'm not gonna go down that no let's not go down <laughs> like, that rabbit hole but the thing it's, is is like we have spent so much time we have spent so much time making it what we always wanted it to be that we get criticized for it in some aspects mm-hmm. and other people love us for it in some aspects yeah we rarely get hook sets most of the time our hook sets are from us being like Dusty, 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 Dusty. Because we, oh, we, yeah. we see the fish coming up. <laughs> yeah. He gets a, like a three second warning. Get the thing turned or on, if focused we, Or in, if we record. happen to be responsible and hit record on our GoPros right. that are on our units, which 95% of the time we don't, unless our name never. is Anthony mm-hmm. Klein Walker. Never happened. Because we, he never for, shuts his off. So he always to, seems to get yeah. all the good hook sets because yeah. he never shuts his off. We forgot to put an SD in Mike's. Yeah, today we did not put an SD card in my GoPro. But unfortunately, I never hit records. We're good. Right. Yeah. But no, like as an ice fisherman and cameraman, I've been 
Like even today, I know when there's a fish about to bite because you're oh, just the you're, focus. You get so it's like a good bird dog. It's like you're looking at it's the like getting, a good bird dog. Fishy. You're yes. like going and all of a sudden like Gracie, like, my okay. bird dog, like she goes and her tail's like and then when she's on a pheasant, it goes like this. It starts going yeah. in a circle. It's like, oh, she's not a bird. And it's like all of us. Well, it's yeah. it's like the rod there, lift. Like, yeah. We're sitting you there know? like all just relaxed and all of a sudden it's like someone's talking to you like, yeah, it's like you're looking at the electronics and then as soon as your head looks over to the rod, like, OK, there's yeah. about to be a bit like yeah. that's usually what happens. So and we're like your bird dogs. Yeah, you guys are my biatches. <laughs> you, you, in that moment, there's. N- <laughs> so turns out folks, I'm, the, I'm, sh- the star of the show is not Mike. Yeah. Mike takes orders. <laughs> He's just a bird dog. Just a bird dog. <laughs> So I'm okay with that. I've been asked a few times, like, why, what is so great about ice fishing or why do you ice fish? And I think I just had a little epiphany here. It's that moment when you're watching a fish on a locator react to your bait and come in to close the distance to actually commit and inhale that bait. Everything else in the world doesn't matter. It fades away. It's like you're in your own bubble playing this cat and mouse game with something that you... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, don't know what it is. It's a signal return. Now we can see the shape of the object with panoptics and live scope, but everything else fades away. It's just you're so focused, like laser focused on what you're doing with your rod and how that fish is reacting. And the mental battle of am I jigging too fast, too slow to should I rise faster, slower, drop it past and jig it back up everything and it all comes together when your rod tip just goes think and it's like the most rewarding thing in the world it's a lot of emotions right yeah, it is i'm really the is. only one that saw jennifer anderson walk across the lake today oh man you guys no, you did not i saw i saw her as well. the only ones that saw her well then you guys weren't paying good enough attention to what we were doing you right? weren't paying good enough attention to your bird dogs and you missed them <laughs> <laughs> all right we made up for it yeah. this footage is there yeah one thing I will say is a lot of people talk about how tough we are as fishermen out there, but they do not understand what this guy goes through. Oh, my God. Yeah. No gloves, cold cameras, switching lenses, and today flying the drone. I mean, today was pretty. We're nice. above freezing. There's a little breeze. Oh, but it was like no, a 40 mile an hour wind. Yeah. yeah. We're, when we're it gets chilly. January. When it's nasty and we're in fish houses. It, guys, I'm telling you right now, if we're in a fish house. I'm not. It's because <laughs> it is cold and nasty out mm-hmm. and you got to remember these guys can't put their cameras in the fish house like right they fog up. a lot of people give us crap when we're fishing in fish houses because it's door open steam rolling out that kind of stuff well yeah because we want to be comfy and warm and we kind of forget about these guys hanging out in the cold all day because they cannot put their camera in there mm-hmm. so i will give you yeah. guys cool you're t- you're a yeah. tough sob dusty yeah. i have ice running through my veins I just love the cold. That's pretty much about it. Do you really? Yeah. You're like a husky. Don't yeah. Like, like a wait, husky where? indoors is like unhappy. He wants to be out in the front lawn. So in the snow uh, yeah. I heard that. Dusty the, asked if we could do the podcast outside tonight. Yeah. Uh, we did. I yeah. said, no, this no. is not an easy project. to move. <laughs> no. So you love the cold. Where did you say you live? I asked you where you live. Uh, so I actually live in Oklahoma. Okay. So I grew up in Wisconsin, lived in the Twin Cities for a while. He loves horses. And I live in Oklahoma. The horse guy, you and Matt Pangrat go out and ride horses together. <laughs> yeah. What? So yeah, Matt Pangrat, the one of the hosts of Bass Talk Live, also is in Oklahoma. And There's a lot of people that live in Oklahoma, yeah, but his That's him insane. and his girlfriend are are pretty big into horse riding. Also, I got some family in Oklahoma. 
I got family all over the country, though. There's a big deer, big fish. They do noodling down there? But yeah, yeah. he comes back to Minnesota yeah. and North Dakota all yeah. the time. Canada. But you're originally Canada. from Wisconsin, right? Yeah, originally from Wisconsin. And he's a Green Bay Packer fan, son. Yeah. So pretty much the genius in the room. That that right there, just <sighs> that's every like and every dislike on the video right there. I don't care. So... <laughs> Apparently, we're going to find out how many Vikings fans we have and how many Packers fans. Yeah, let's get a comp going there. If you can be a Vikings there. or a Packer fan, it doesn't matter. We grew up in Minnesota. We got purple in our veins. We grew oh, up in North Dakota. I got. Maroon. I grew up in Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> Ada, Minnesota, oh, okay. to be exact. Okay. Most of it, well, yeah. Combo. We're in the Red River Valley. Dusty, what's your favorite Packer moment? <sighs> Probably the Super Bowl. Because the Vikings really don't know You're what not, that's like. Oh, <laughs> right? Is that true, though? I listen, think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. That's like know. a generic Packer fan. What's your favorite Packer moment? A Super Bowl. Come on. Is come it, on. Is it that you can spend 50 bucks and claim to be an owner of the team? I don't know, can you? Yeah. I yeah. know that. Mm. Yeah, Green I Bay. thought there was a waiting. No, that's for the season tickets. No, season waiting tickets. List. Green Bay had to. You've got to have a, a favorite single yeah. moment as a Green Bay Packer fan. I really don't. Where's Jake? He knows sports. Like as a, as a kid, he doesn't. <laughs> as a kid, I I'll loved watching like he John doesn't? Elway. <laughs> yeah, didn't he try to tell us that Teddy Bridgewater was a good quarterback? Oh right? yeah, and that Tom Brady. Yeah, listen, Tom Brady sucks. I will, I will tell you this: the kid knows a lot about football because as I get less into it, he's telling me everything. So I learned my football talk from the guys at Greenworks and Jake. Jake is, and Jake is he did help me. He did help me try to make some trades and who to start and who not to start fantasy football. <laughs> did it and work? My team sucked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your fault, Jake. He did say that Teddy Bridgewater was an outstanding quarterback today, so and he was totally yeah. wrong. And that Tom Brady is a terrible. And player. I yeah. called him out for it. Bridgewater's yeah. a hell of a nice guy, and there's not a person in the league that will dispute that. He's not that good of a quarterback. I won't say my answer. Um, <laughs> I don't pay. I don't pay attention to sports. No, there's too many of them. You know what? I honestly think I'd rather too, be outside. Too many on pro Sunday. athletes that are not the people they used to be. I disagree mm-hmm. with organized sports or professional sports. The amount of money that is involved in it, and the I don't amount. care how much they get paid. I mean, that's no. I mean, they're getting paid. I'm. I'm. I'm it's the it's type all of marketing. If, Before if, we go too far down that road, uh, you guys are considered professional athletes in the outdoor. I agree. So yeah, but I'm not, If somebody's yeah. willing to pay so the price to do it, enough. more power to them. That's like saying that to me. That's like <laughs> we're not making our living off a business of this. and making money is not is not right. Yeah. This, I mean, we both have day jobs. <laughs> this is not our. Yeah, I know. I mean, professional podcasters isn't your day job. No. Hmm. Anyways, we're not going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit hole let's 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 wrap it all the way back to you guys making dusty be miserable on the ice outside yeah. of the uh the no, fish houses on i, I just wanted to yeah. quickly give yeah. the camera guys props because when they are like oh my gosh you guys are really in you know enduring those conditions it's like yeah but they don't know the camera guys are tougher than us yeah that was usually right. that is the case yeah. that was that was one of the questions that we we get frequently also is yeah. how how do you guys stand you know, fishing when it's that cold. Oh man, what Costco last year? Right. It was negative thirty three actual temperature the one morning we were going out, and the th- so the the one episode where um, is it Matt up there mm-hmm. was the the guy 
He's like, oh, it warmed up today, so we're fishing outside. It was negative 15 that it warmed up to. And so we're fishing outside. But it's, I mean, like anything, you get acclimated. Negative 15 Celsius, right? No, no, it was Fahrenheit. 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 It, yeah. it was, so like I mean, Celsius would be like what? Warm up. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah, I mean, it was 15, 20 degree yeah. warm up and it felt a lot warmer because we had endured that negative 25, negative 30 for two days. It doesn't matter how acclimated you are, though. A minus 30 actual with a wind chill on top of it. Oh, that's cold. That was our saving grace that, that day, though. There was no, no wind. wind. Yeah. 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 How do we stay warm? We yeah, move. Just, we in, in move. General. We move a lot, but I mean the gear. The I gear. mean, oh yeah, yeah and the you gotta have the proper gear with, to with endure the, those elements. The suits that keep the wind off you. Mm-hmm. You know, just the ice all, houses, all the, the gloves, gear that we the have, boots, the base layers. allows us to be outside. And I mean, yeah. it's it's not just the outer shell that you wear. It's not just your ice suit. It's your layering system. It, I mean, it's down to the type of socks you wear. It's yeah. what you got for long johns on. What you everything about it it's 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 not that's just a single worst. garment that's probably what i'm worst at is i wore dress socks out on the ice today really yep. what okay you're worse Why? than me i was just about to say that's probably the thing that i'm worst at is socking upright like uh, putting wore, the right stuff on my uh, yeah. dress socks well so these this is no, Thor. So don't these even ones, try to explain you wore dress up. socks ice fishing today yep. no more these ones come up to almost my knees, and my dog chewed up my wool waiter socks. I was blaming it on his and dog. And I don't like having to pull my socks back up by sticking my hand all the way in my boot. Get better socks. Well, this excuse in the book, right, blaming fine. the dog. Yeah, it's like my dog's a psycho. My dog ate my socks. homework. He's never eaten homework, so he eats. So he wears dress socks. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, back also to look into a layering are system. They still, on yeah. <laughs> Look into a layering system on socks. Silk, yeah. silk dress socks you, are one of them. You start with thin socks, and then you yeah, go wool socks. I mean, yeah. I learned I mean, that same concept. I mean, the same thing. Like I've always if found doing, if I wear more than one pair of socks, my feet get cold faster. You got to do. So I learned this um, fighting forest fires where we were hiking miles in the heat, and it was more so to protect your feet, not to keep them warm. But it works very well to keep your feet warm. It's a, a very thin silk sock up against your skin, and then a thicker wool sock is an insulation layer. I don't care. And You're validizing Thor wearing dress socks. So I, quit it, Josh. I, I so guarantee you wear two pairs of I socks. I guarantee oh, his. Well, you didn't say that. I wore dress socks, and then I wore other socks on top. Well, you didn't say that. His, I his, his guys started yelling at me. His, yeah, because you wore dress socks. Like, you weren't wearing a tux. We didn't yell. We spoke loudly. His no, it's like color is a yell. <laughs> no, I was happy. Out. It peaked. His, it peaked. <laughs> his Fruit Loop rainbow colored socks he's got on right now, I guarantee are those not. Those aren't socks. They are leggings. Not aren't silk. No, I mean those also. Long john. Yeah. Like Lululemons. Yeah, I mean, I can't say much. I wore really, really tight sweatpants today, and I actually went into a... Um, to a <laughs> local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. For the record, they, ha- they have a drink on their joggers. They got a waterproof <laughs> bucket. Those are sweatpants, and I'm still wearing them. They're like joggers. They, 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 got, joggers. they got zippers in the pockets. They're super comfortable. Uh, they look comfy. Whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's function before fashion, right? <laughs> no, they're just, they're like, Really comfortable pants. They do look super them comfortable. They're, I mean, they are joggers. And, I'm blushing. All right, Brett Farr. And if you were a 22 year old going to the going to the <laughs> bar, like my Wranglers, yeah, comfortable pants. my real comfortable pants. So, as somebody with 
absolutely piss poor circulation with diabetes. My feet are the worst thing on me. My hands are second worst. Um, the compression socks with a wicking, a thin compression socks with wicking um, properties with a wool sock over the top. Good. Bingo. Good way to go. Yeah. And the whole idea behind that is getting the moisture off your skin. And right. Thor is, yeah. is going to post two examples right here. Thanks, Thor. It's going to be way more of a just entire screen blocking. <laughs> Thor is going to post two examples right here. Right. But the idea, the idea there for the amount. So you've got walking out, you're going to get warm, you're going to get sweaty, and then you're going to hunker down. and sweaty a lot. Right. But in, in like the style of fishing we're doing today where it's run and gun, move around, very active. When you're doing that in those conditions that are, you know, 10, 15, 20 below, your body's going to warm up for a period, but that's not the entire day. So to have those wicking layers that pull that moisture off your skin, that's, that's, I mean, I tell my kids rule number one, stay dry. Don't get wet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rule number two, stay dry. Don't get wet. You know, cause as soon as you get wet, you're done. There's, there's, yeah, it's very hard to stay warm once you get wet. And it's terrible because kids have a magnet to water. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they is, do. Is you can that be why in the, you have a six inch auger. Y- y- that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I will never fish a 10 inch no, hole. I don't care I what I'm fishing for. 10 inch hole. Nope. Not going to do it. Well, but, when you're fishing big 40 plus inch pike on Lake of the Woods with big down. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I'll drill it for you. Double eights or whatever. Also, your kids probably won't be there. True. True. So you don't. But no, my foot can go down a ten inch <laughs> hole. Yeah. I've had that yeah. happen before, even with big boots on. But back to the layering stuff. If you sweat on your walkout, and then you sit down and you don't have the proper materials to wick that moisture away from your skin, you're going to get cold. Done. Yep. And it's going to really, make a fun day a bad day. Yeah, for sure. And that goes for footwear. That goes for socks. That goes for gloves. what you're wearing on your body, gloves, yeah. your headgear, all of the above. So dress properly for a fun day on the ice. Yeah, and it goes it goes beyond just the suit you wear. That's I guess that's all I was trying oh, to get uh, yeah, at. No, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a really good thing to touch on because a lot of people throw these suits on and just expect them to work mm-hmm. perfectly when right. if you don't do all things right. Right. You're not, you know, even for today, like we dress different today for 36 degrees than we would have for 36 below. Right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I went out on the ice today. And that's that's another reason why people <laughs> will just we'll just use different types of suits. Like people are like, well, I have a nice suit. Well, oh, there's different, maybe there's, the flag chaser. That's the what legend I type I, thing. I run know. the flag chaser because I'm in southern Wisconsin and conditions like today. That's pretty typical all year long. Yeah. Um, we may get a week in January where it's a little bit colder, but I just throw on an extra base layer uh, for that. Or I, instead of um, running gloves, I'll run uh, a light liner pair of gloves with a bigger, thicker mitten with hand warmers in it to warm my hands up to where I don't have my skin exposed to the elements and I still have my dexterity. See, that's where my problem is. My pro- I can't fish with gloves. Like, I can't do it. I don't know. I just, I can't feel the fish. I can't work the rod. I just, it's probably more of a mind over matter thing. Yeah. But I would I look into um, 
if you look on the in into the fly fishing market they've got some where it's just your your pointer finger your middle finger and your thumb and it's just the tips that are cut off the gloves hmm. i would look into those kind of like for what sure i was wearing today yeah except those at all i have a pair of yeah, those and those mine, are mine awesome all for, the fingers awesome for blocking the wind that's the biggest thing is the back of your I hand i didn't see jennifer aniston i didn't see your hands <laughs> what were you doing fishing <laughs> chasing crappies i was fishing dusty playing leapfrog if you can keep the wind off the back of your hand that has been the biggest i guess factor in keeping your hands warm because I've, I've fished outside in i don't know negative 10 many times with i just lost my audio yeah me too what are you playing with over there now i got it yeah, yeah. We're back. Thor, quit quit touching stuff. <laughs> but it's there's just certain little things you can do to stay warm, I guess. Yeah. I think we should do a tip video on that. I think so too. Yeah. Proper way to I stay don't know. tuned for a tip video on how to dress while ice fishing for there Fish Addictions TV. If starring Josh Clausen. Go ahead yeah. and make sure you hit the subscribe yeah. button and turn your notifications on, and YouTube will tell you. When, when we that put video that comes video up. up. Oh, yeah. Thor taught me how to do that the other day. Apparently, when I was doing my vlog, because Thor is making me do a vlog, and I'm kind of having fun with it. He's right a on. natural. It's and really fun, because I, I take all the SD cards home with me, mm-hmm. and Michael, gra- Michael randomly grab a GoPro, and just, like, walk because around the house. Because you gotta practice being dumb. dumb. Yeah. yeah, I get it. To walk around the yard and, like, Talk. sometimes I'm a little nervous what I'm gonna find, but... Usually it's it's really good. <laughs> what have you found, Thor? Well, there was there was a a point in an upcoming vlog where Mike was placing a camera in a tree, and I wasn't positive if he was getting out of the skid steer to go to the bathroom and forgot that the GoPro was running, <laughs> or if he was setting up a shot. And I was like, "All right, uh, let's see what's going to happen here." <laughs> So it does a bear in the woods? We didn't find out. He was setting up a shot. I was setting up a shot, Sam. Where was I going with that? I don't know. Let's subscribe. What are you talking about? The the tip video. The other day, I was like, so remember to subscribe to Fish Addictions. And and Thor's like, you got to remember to say like, comment, subscribe. And I'm like, all right. Remember, guys, like, comment, subscribe. Fish Addictions TV. Okay, first off, it was Alex who uh, wanted to make a point out of saying. Was it Alex? Yes. It was my kid? Yeah. Oh. He never watches Fish Addictions. What does he care? I, I know, but he was here for the podcast. Right. And he, he tapped wants on to my help. shoulder and said, I have a question for everybody. I was like, what's your question? And he said to make sure like, comment, and subscribe. But but don't break your electronics. Hmm. The wise. Smack that yeah. subscribe button. That's what <laughs> smash the yeah. subscribe button. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, and smash that subscribe button. But don't break your electronics. What is he? He is six now, right? Yes. So he automatically seven. Knows, seven. So he automatically knows more about the internet than anybody thirty-five and up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you, yes. So yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he does. That my kids teach me all the time things about the internet. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are like, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? Uh, let me call Thor. Let me call Dusty. Let me call Aaron. Just I mean, Google it sometimes. Talk it through from here. Can you find any truth on the internet? If Except you, for right here. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if, if you search for the rights. like Yeah, I know you can. The internet is a great tool that we have uh, at I mean, our fingertips. And Duh. 
in at times in my field of work, the internet is almost threatening. I don't know, not threatening, but it, it's definitely impeding upon the services that we provide as a company. And this is outside of fish addiction. Right. It makes it makes it harder to. Yeah, because there's so you. much there's so much information out there that you can gather on specific tasks. Let's just say, for example, you're a mechanic and there weren't 150 YouTube videos on there. How to switch out the CV joints in your, I don't know, 2008 Nissan Altima. You would bring that to a mechanic. I'm not a mechanic. That's I'm just yeah, using this some, as a yeah, Somebody like me on computers, because you deal with computers and computer programs and that kind right. of stuff. Somebody like me would still be like, nope. Yeah, but if Josh, you- <laughs> this, this is a straight up free shout out. If you have any computer issues in Grand Forks, Valley Tech Bros. Okay. Is without a doubt my favorite place to go and get computers work done. You know, I'm looking at you right now, Thor, and I'm gazing into your eyes and you look like you haven't slept for five days. I slept last night. Three hours. Oh, I got four hours last night. Three-ish hours. I like seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started my day off yesterday, working a full day of my 40-hour-a-week job, finishing at five. And Yeah, I literally over- called Josh yesterday and said, let's go. Well, no, we were, we're there. Going. Yep. And uh, <laughs> over lunch, I packed. And but everybody else wasn't. Loaded up the car. Jeez, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody else out there in fish addiction. The real talk with fish addictions world. For those that are. We're arguing right now. Yeah, we just had our first staring. We just had our first podcast fight. Okay. And I'm not going to cut it out. Ooh. Ooh. I want the world to know. <laughs> That's all right. I got the last word. So I went. <laughs> So I jumped in my car at five o'clock, <laughs> nine hour drive to Mike's, got here at like one thirty in the morning. He's got a cot set up for me in his little office. First class here. Crashed, woke up. Well, it took me a little yeah, while to fall asleep. People don't really realize that in the fish addictions world, this is the guest house. Right. It's the office. It's the podcast room. And it's, the workshop. It's the everything. Kids workshop. It's my workshop. It's. Storage locker. You guys are sitting in a multifunctionality building, functional trophy functional room, <laughs> multifunctional building right here, Dusty. I know. It's the fun house. And then we'll have to put a bathroom behind this door. Here. Oh, you I definitely need to. A fan in there. There is. I know. That's it's why mocked I thought it was up to be a bathroom. It definitely should be a bathroom. Turn it into a bathroom. Yeah, but where am I going to store all my friends? Well, There's find stuff in the shed in there anymore. There's a shed out there. If there was ever a time to turn that into a bathroom. It's See? right now. Yeah. Where am I going to put See all this? the things I need to put in there? See this empty closet right here with just the empty closet? <laughs> 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 Are you telling me how to live my life? Right now? No, no, I'm just making you don't know him. <laughs> so it is an interesting working dynamic between Dusty and Mike. Dusty travels with a label maker. So he can I do. make sure everything. I thought that was actually impressive all the time. Next level organizational preparation. Oh, definitely. It's definitely a lot easier to know what you're doing. Like he's, he, he travels with one of those little digital with the strip sticky paper. You punch in what you want. Instead of just writing on something, he's got a nice legible label that he sticks on things. I know what so a label maker is. I had, well, I did just making it, <laughs> making it clear for the rest of the audience. But I did want to ask you, Dusty. So like what types of things are you labeling? Um, 
So kind of with gear, you label pretty much, I pre- label pretty much every hard drive. Okay. Every battery. Makes sense. Um, not Batteries. SD card. Yeah. So like battery one, battery two, battery three. So you, that okay, way okay. if battery one is dead, yep. you know you've used it already and then you go to battery two, battery and do you, three. Do you relabel every shoot? On those same batteries, or are we talking disposable batteries? Or no, so I'm talking like the rechargeable ones you use for the camera. Yep. Um, disposable batteries, you just throw away. That's true. Or have a use bag. Take care of properly, however, yeah, whatever you do with them. Here at Fish um, Fictions, we take care of everything properly. Thank you. <laughs> you put the dead batteries in your pocket and then Fish when bring them to the battery included. recycling and yeah. location. Whenever your ice suit gets washed, get that disclaimer in there. <laughs> No batteries were harmed in the making, right? Of this show. Yeah. Except for the ones we killed. So it's mainly the things you use every day. Right on. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. So, <laughs> are we getting a little too off the rails on this thing, no, or is this, this all this good? This is real talk with we're just, we're just right, chatting. We're just you know, going. Josh, the whole point behind this is to have these conversations. Okay. To, to right. let people know what what goes on behind. This is what episode shit. four. Four. And I was yeah. just yeah. curious if we were going the right direction. We could we could go this way. Josh, what's your favorite species to fish for? Oh, God. Let's quit oh. that right what's now. What's your... Listen. <laughs> oh, can I answer that? I do not. I don't actually... Actually, is it trout? Is it... Steel, steelhead. Steelhead? Ooh. Brown trout. Brown trout. All right. It depends, it depends. Rainbows. Oh, God. <laughs> it depends on the time of year. We're in a rabbit hole. He doesn't have one favorite fish. Since we're in winter, what is it in winter? Right now... This time of year where I'm located in southern Wisconsin, it'd be steelhead. Um, but getting the chance to go chase early ice crappies up here, I gave up a weekend of steelhead fishing to come do this. So that's something so special. His favorite fish right now is anything he's doing with the crew. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I needed a I needed to get out of my house too is another factor in this. This whole COVID nineteen crap and being Cut off COVID 19 on this show. We talking anything but that. <laughs> hey, Josh, Beep. while you're in town, are you going to take the trip 62 miles straight that way and go find your famous back to back years 30 inch dub? I was thinking about it. Should. I was thinking about it. Yeah, but it's been like minus six, seven years since the last that happened. Those are 36 inches now. Yeah, right? Yeah. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> I don't know. I've been I thinking mean, about fish that. die of old age, people. We've, we've literally been talking about it. Uh, me and me and homeboy, you know, we've been talking about it quite a bit. And uh, like, for me, out of respect, that's your spot. Right on. Just so you know, uh, Jim uh, is 42 uh, years old and yeah. still says homeboy. Yeah. He also has the number 42 tattooed on his arm. I do. I also have uh, 42. He's proud of it. He owns uh, it. That's what's so great about it. That's what's great about this whole group because we can give people Mm -hmm. guff, guff, guff. And he takes it so well because I know eventually I'm going to receive it back. Yeah. You make fun of me for whatever. You don't know you got good friends until you can talk crap and still be friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. But no, I guess I I I'd be we trying to figure out. Friends, we're about to live in a twenty-four foot oh man ice house yeah. together. I'm excited for, a for lot this. Of Just the opportunities to be able to not. I mean, we have 
we'll have like a destination in mind and it's going to be an adventure to get there and who knows what turns like those crappies we were chasing today yeah we thought they were going this way but they made 15 turns cool. on the way there i'm still on the fence about it no you're See, not. Lord, this is one of those instances where so here's a good here's a good story right we're there we uh thor and dusty and i got a chance to go check out the progress of the house the other day and uh, Troy's wife is sitting there. She's like, take me with you. And Thor, without missing the beats, like, no, you don't want to go. <laughs> and she's like, she like looks at him like, what? And he's like, no, nah, we just had that conversation. And he's like, picture this five guys in a house for 10 days, no showers. And she's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> pretty simple. Like he did not, he didn't even miss a beat. No, and no, it was so funny. funny. She's like, yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, disclaimer, we will stop at truck stops and shower. Then we should get those. Um, Clock and a quarter. All costs. If they're open, they're open. They're open. You they think they're open? They are open. They we just we like just traveled to New Mexico and stopped at thirty truck stops. Yeah. They're open. The okay. truckers, every yeah. rest area that I've passed, and I've I've made this drive many times. They're like full of truck yeah. trailers. That's all. I mean, I would say eighty percent of what's on the road. We salute you, American truckers, for keeping oh, absolutely. the supplies going here at Fish Addictions. But between the hours of let's say eight p.m., there's got to be a few truckers listening to this. Eight p.m. and Thank six. You. Oh yeah, Mister Ken Kleinlock yeah. will be listening. I love Ken. He's the only truck driver in Summit. Oh, he's yeah. moved dirt from one spot to another. <laughs> <laughs> Not to diminish what Ken does. He moved no, he's a great guy. Spot. Who we really care about is St. Louis North. Uh, ah. mm. I, I went to barbecue. I'm going to be honest. I was well, thinking St. Louis barbecue ribs. Dusty. Mm. Dusty. Sounds good. Tell us. Yeah. We know we've talked about our perspective in this 24 foot trailer escapade we're about to embark on. And you're included in this adventure. I yeah, see, I am th- you have to you're be. gonna have I a unique included. role in this. So tell us what your initial thoughts to me giving you a phone call and telling you what we were gonna do beyond the excitement of spending 40, 50 days with me. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. I know that's the first thing you thought of. <laughs> you know, beyond that. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what you think this is going to provide viewers. What your excitement, not excited. Oh man! And just, just so you like know, the right call. answer is your yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I would just say interesting, not like a so, good or bad. So interesting, yeah. That term interesting. That's In- like oh, there's another term about that. We had an incident. Yeah, like, we we'll probably had many incidents, right? But <laughs> are they good incidents? Do you have scratch and sniff technology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be. Yeah, that'll be an issue. You're gonna wish you did not. I have will, that. I that will be. So that's gonna go be. To, stop. Hmm. No more burritos right now. No more I breakfast will go burritos. to Sam's Club and buy a box of baby wipes. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna smell like a giant baby wipe. Just there. a box. <laughs> a or a pallet baby powder a monkey butt. <laughs> little monkey butt I thought it was anti-monkey butt I mean we're going to have to have a rolling medicinal cabinet in this thing guys it's not going to well maybe it'll be we'll just have a five gallon bucket of Febreze so is what is what going to happen here is nobody's going to go like they're going to be like hey yeah we'll meet you there we'll get a hotel room like you can sleep in the ice it's going to smell like bad Cheetos in there 
Bad Cheetos. Bad Cheetos. No. I have faith. The fish thing. I have I have faith that we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. No, I think it will be. It I mean, we've fun. all spent time. No, but together. for film for a filming aspect, tell the people what what you think we're gonna be able to capture as fish addictions. You know, keeping to the fish addictions name, the fish addictions, whatever people are used to seeing, the camaraderie, everything like that. Do you, what kind of aspects do you think we're gonna be able to capture for everybody to to uh, enjoy? I think we'll be able to capture kind of just us being our normal selves. Like even if we are on the ice, we're still our normal selves, but yet staying in a ice shack instead of a hotel. But or, it kind of makes sense with COVID, right? This is yeah. Not, this is it's like you're spending, so cool. you're spending time with, I guess the people you're going to be spending the most time with. And by so. the way, none of us have been COVID tested, but we all have been, we have test kits. I was tested two weeks ago. You were tested two weeks ago? Yeah. I've had it. It doesn't help it now, but. Done. I think I've had it. I lost my taste and smell for 28 days. What? You don't like that? No. I had it in February. No. I got it right now. Anyways. (laughs) We'll go back to. Okay. So. And I think it just makes sense, you know, like one of the things we talked about is, you know, we stay in a lot of hotels, a lot of resorts, yeah. have a lot of interaction that way. Yep. And doing this will kind of offset some of the interactions we're going to have and we're going to be with each other all winter long. So yeah. we'll keep it to the small group of people that we're with and yeah. and go from there. But again, COVID, beep, we don't talk about that. So Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be fun, going to be fun, interesting at the same time because none of us have ever done it. No, I none of us have. Yeah. There's been videos out there of people staying and, you know, a couple nights or whatever. Yeah. We're truly going to be spending a ton of time in there. And I just I've I I have a vision of what I'd like to see it. But it'd be it's interesting because I know you've put a lot of thought into it. Like, yeah. what are we going to portray? What are well, not? What are we going to portray? Like, how are, what are we going to get? for people to enjoy like right there's gonna be so much of it like i'm meal planning even holy mackerel yeah i've i've literally spent three nights in a permanent fish house in my life is thor coming with he'll come on some okay i think we're gonna get a much more a deeper look into the behind the scenes interactions of the group instead of just on ice and let us know if you're excited about that we're gonna be that's that's something that i think a lot of people like but we get a little flack for that because they're like you guys are a fishing show and you're sure but let's be clear fish addictions is about fishing but it's about having fun it's about everything that goes into the lifestyle it's the lifestyle it's not it's not just catching the fish it's the anticipation it's the pre-planning we're living it every day the prepping gear it's it's all of the above it's the re recouping the day at the end of the day and reminiscing about what happened and just the fun times hanging out with good people and good buddies that you've known for a long time even new guys i've met yeah. dusty for the first time this morning this morning and when i woke him up yeah oh so you didn't wake yeah. him up last night when you came in no i, was, no, I didn't I hear him i, yeah. tipped, I tiptoed <laughs> well, in he has specific instructions not to wake him i up. tiptoed in set my alarm for 5 30 and then woke up at 5 15 to dusty's alarm going off <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we made introductions hey, so I'm josh hey i'm dusty yeah pretty much so josh voices the fish addictions intro yeah and i do every time i hear the word anticipation <laughs> my brain goes to the fish addictions intro 
So then when Josh just did it, I I almost could not hear anything else that he was saying because I, I was doing the Fish the Addictions intro. intro. You, know, you know, Josh and I, our very first season, we pulled over and recorded that for the very first time. No, we road. did it in your wife's closet. <laughs> Because of the, <laughs> the acoustics. <laughs> to talk about. We recorded and the then original you guys came intro. Yeah, it was a great acoustic environment. Right, we yeah. recorded the original intro yeah. in your wife's closet. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> we I do have to give. That. Yeah, I mean, but that's been the intro from day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day one, and I've had people say you need to change your intro, and I said no, it ain't happening. But. And it will forever be Josh's voice. Yeah. He's got a beautiful voice. Dad, thank Never you. Never give me compliments. Well, have a better voice. Simple as that. Yikes. Can't please anybody these days. <laughs> what did Josh do this morning to you? What stays in the... Multi-purpose building. What's done in the multi-purpose building stays in the multi-purpose We're building. in the multi-purpose yeah, building. Yeah. 95% oh, yeah. of what happens is in, in the multi-purpose here. building is recorded and intentionally oh, released. True. <laughs> but that 5% true. is something hey. nobody wants to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what you got on your list there, Thor? I got something. Mike. I got something. Uh, I don't have anything. I'm pretty much out of class. So it's kind of first ice. What are a couple tips that, I mean, a lot of people are building ice shacks right now. It is a pain in the butt to build an ice shack. Have at least one comp, body with you. Comp, oh, yeah. Tips on just making the process go easier. Uh, um, big one that I've learned over the years, uh, especially on your flip shacks where you got to put the coping on to hold the fabric to the sled. Then um, the coping is the little black piece that goes yep, around the back. Yep, the channel the tubing, yep. whatever you want to call Just it. To verify that for everybody. Use a pair of pliers, not pliers, but um, like large vice grips. Open like, the hole. Clip it as long as you go. Like oh. clip oh. that on, drill. See, I do clip, it different. Drill. I take a flathead screwdriver and I run it through it. And oh, open it, up, open it up. And then it kind of... It yeah, goes that makes sense. Really yeah, yeah. I open the hole a little bit more. But if you can get a couple it. clamps on there to kind of lock it in place before yeah. you start popping the screws in, that, that makes the process a lot easier. That is always one of the steps where I'm like... That sucks, especially on I'm the insulated shacks now. Now, it's um it gets tougher it's it's hard on the joints and the fingers right you know trying to squeeze with, that stuff on but if you can get a clamp the thicker, in there yeah you got the insulation uh-huh. the thicker sled and yep. they haven't changed the coping right they haven't changed it yeah that's one piece that could be improved upon we but we should talk to about that some other yeah. things um with putting those shacks together well the hub style shacks there's no assembly required you just you Here, can literally pull the thing advice. out of the box. And These go shacks fishing. are pretty easy to put together, especially if you have a friend. But read the directions. I walked read the, the directions. I walked in the shop the other day, and Taylor's put many, many shacks together, and he was tearing one apart. You put the wrong bar in the wrong place. Yeah, Taylor. Put, put bar it in, in where bar. It's a man thing. We would most, all do it. Most there's like them. a three inch difference on that second bar. Remember you folded it up? It's nothing wrong. I would have done it too. I'm, I've had to tear more shacks apart than I cared to admit because I think I could just put it together by looking at it. Yeah, take, take five minutes. 
and read the instructions before you start putting the thing together front to back and then put it together. They're really pretty easy to put together. You don't oh, have yeah, to they the languages are. you don't understand, though. If you don't speak no. French, don't read the French instructions. Unless you want to try and become bilingual. Man, my kid is in Spanish class. I never took Spanish in high school, but his teacher does not speak English during the class, mm, yeah. which is making it very difficult for him. Like, yeah, very difficult. She for had a student teacher in. And it was funny the other day. He's uh, in Spanish class doing virtual learning and he's got his Chromebook on his lap and he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I wish the student teachers because she actually spoke English to yeah. gave us instructions. And I don't know. I don't want to get do you have like a translation on the computer to let them know what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Well, you could use your phone, couldn't you? Can you like record what people say? Yeah, but he's got to be following along live or, in a class and uh-huh. filling out. So it's, I don't know, yeah. this whole, I don't know that I want to go down this road, no, but no. I think. I have, I have like a 30 to 45 minute rant about how languages yeah. are taught. Yeah, well, not even that, just the whole virtual learning experience. For I barely know English, so let's not go down this. High school students. <laughs> all right, we've asked all the other guys, what's one trip? That you would like to see the Fish Addictions guy do, guys do this year on ice? Um, Canyon Ferry Lake or Hegman Lake in Montana. I want to see something with a mountainous backdrop catching very large fish. I'm not. I'm just going to say one thing. We are pulling a 24-foot fish house around through the mountains. So be easy on me. I will. You've got good tires. It's not too far yeah. from Fort Peck. They Fort like, Peck's up there on my list. You got to break it in. Your tires have 1,500 miles on them. Yeah, I'm just, that's that's not the point. We can get some chains for them. We're going to go anywhere we can go. But I'm just saying, up in the mountains, man. Mm-hmm. It's the down part that gets me. It's not the up. They got runway mm-hmm. ramps. Yeah, but, I just mm-hmm. would rather not. You should hope not to have yeah. to use one. <laughs> yeah. The worst driving scenario is freezing rain in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. talk him out of your dream trip. Oh, we just got to. I ain't scared, Thor. Just got to pick the right weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's look easy. into the crystal that, ball. Look into the 15 day forecast that the meteorologist gave us 15 <laughs> days out, plan a trip, and just sure as. Sure as all get out, it's going to be exactly what they said 15 days ago. Right. Grab the farm. Grab a farmer's almanac. I yeah. need. I need to be a meteorologist because I can guess the weather. I think anyone can be a meteorologist. Just get a weather rock. You're Tell fine. Tell that to two, to two tall Tom Shemansky. Hey, I live with short, so short Shanishwanski. Well done, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So what's going on with these boys? Oh, this is our rod giveaway stuff for the kids. These are the rods that the kids will receive for our giveaway. By the way, will this still be running? Will the kids giveaway still be running? Because we didn't put a time frame on there, did we? No. So we will probably still be running our kids giveaway thing. But we're giving away rods to kids for Christmas. So we're going to do it beforehand. We're picking two lucky kids by posting a picture 
on the link for the first vlog, we went to runnings and kind of did Taylor and I went and did a Christmas shopping list. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm literally in the video and he's just going to ignore me. And Thor made a, did, made you, a <laughs> did, you, did you hear something? <laughs> hmm? Did you hear something? Yeah. No. Thor's in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You and around. Thor. And Thor was there. He put he put running's rod bags in a cart for you kids. No. But yeah, we're just do we're doing a kids prize giveaway. We got so, rods, rod bag, ice scoop. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I watched tackle. watch the vlog and like how comprehensive is this kids ice fishing kit? Uh, you were starting to go there and I interrupted you. Basically, it's everything you'd need to go with your dad. So I right just got a rod, rod sleeve, rod bag, tackle box, some tackle, some fishing line. And, that, and, and like an ice scoop, right? Because what the kids love more than anything, they like to take the ice out of the hole. Right. Oh, right? man, yeah. I can attest to that. So we had to give them an ice scoop. Yeah. So they've got everything they need to go fishing with dad. Cool. I mean, it's it's unrealistic to give kids everything they need to go ice fishing. Right. Yeah. They need to go with their dad because if we don't get dad going and taking them, then. I saw a post on. <laughs> also, augers are really sharp. Yes. Yeah. Just let kids run around with yeah. augers. Yeah. No, that should no. be a parent decision. My uh, younger sister, I remember Stay tuned this. for auger giveaways throughout the season because we will have some. Absolutely. <laughs> when I was younger, I must have been 10. I have, I, I have four little sisters. And so the evolution of ice fishing, I have seen. Are you the littlest sister? The, no, I was, the big, I was the big brother. <laughs> 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 A whole different conversation. Anyways. Um, so. I've seen the evolution of ice fishing first through the lens of my dad's eyes, who was a hand auger guy and fish outside regardless in North Dakota, whatever it was. Wearing chopper mittens and you kneel on the mittens to keep your knees dry because he was wearing his jeans and a big parka. Fishing out of a station wagon, whatever. Hand auger blades are pretty sharp. We lost the blade guard. And my little sister was in the back seat of the station wagon and kicked the hand auger. It cut through her shoe and into her foot. Ouch. Ooh, those hand auger blades are sharp. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So back in the day, did you guys have a suitcase house? No, no ice house. We never had an Not ice even house. one of those homemade jobbies mm -hmm. that was like a four I started, by eight sheet of plywood. I started making those when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I started making those when I was in high school. We never had a heater. We never, I mean, like the first time I fished inside of an ice house, we were on, we lived in Mapleton, North Dakota, and we went up to Brewer Lake and it was starting to get dark. And some guys were like, Hey, do you guys want to come fish in here with us? You look cold. That was my first time ever being inside of an ice house. Other, uh, I should retract that, other than fishing with my grandpa because he had a homemade plywood pull behind ice house on wheels um i guess you could call it a hard side house to go out to devil's lake but fishing with my dad nope <laughs> so starting from that and watching the evolution of ice fishing as it goes to where we are today with the equipment that we have and all of the tools at our disposal i very much appreciate all of the advancements in oh, ice yeah. fishing and i take advantage of all of them that i can and it's a much more pleasurable experience. Oh, for sure. Because it was. I mean, I can't. I can't feel my hands, Dad. Go turn the heater on in the car for a little bit. Yep. You know that was. But don't waste too much gas. Right. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying before. Like, 
I don't want the the industry to not continue to advance. So right. it's like a double-edged sword. Like it is. To what we were talking about before. So I but, do know your first experience in a fish house was much more positive than mine was. Did you fall in the hole, Thor? No, I burned my starter jacket. <laughs> starter oh. jacket. I, I, I was. The I, kid I hate that, to ask, but what starter jacket was it? It was the. It was a 49ers starter jacket. Okay. Ooh, classic. Yeah. Wasn't the Dallas there Cowboys was probably, the cool one? It, no, I thought Dallas Cowboys, 49ers, and Chicago Bulls. Right? Am I right? And if you there was yeah. a Taylor. Taylor is our local pro on starter jackets. You're, you're forgetting Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Oh, that's and a the good Charlotte one. Yeah. Hornets and the Charlotte. Okay, yeah. So we have this conversation fairly frequently the, uh... at Greenworks, and Taylor is by far our most, you know, our pro, our local pro in starter jackets. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, where I grew up, it was Buffalo Bills, Ooh. Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo. Yeah, the LA Raiders. I was gonna say and the Raiders. Over east side, that was the that was the big three. Yeah. Very rarely did you see a Vikings jacket. Who the heck would want to wear a purple? Yeah, I mean, the the Viking ones were super ugly. Uh, When we got into high school, because that's when, I mean, that was my age group when started jackets were kind of the bees. Yeah, you were back in Zuba days too. So, those are still good. Uh, Fighting Soup. That was was the biggest one. A starter jacket. Starter jacket. Hmm. Fighting Soup all with the pouch in front so you carry your. The three CDs you own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the CD, and player. The CD player. There's only like nine CDs out there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Jim was before CD players. Oh, the cassettes. Cassette okay. Walkman. Bro, I was in ninth grade when CDs came out. Mm, okay. First one. Okay. You know what, though? Tape cassette cases made phenomenal window scrapers. Yeah, they did. Even as young as I am, I still remember scraping windshields with a cassette tape case, and it worked <laughs> awesome. The best thing about tapes is you could reverse record yourself. Mm-hmm. I was mixtapes. I was too far yeah. past. Well, I have some yeah. very embarrassing stories from recording myself as a young child. <laughs> I was a country pop star, country slash pop star in my day. But hopefully those tapes never surface. <laughs> kind of hope Laura has a few of them. No, she does yeah. not. You don't know that. John. There is a possibility that they're in some random box in my parents, but I used to, you want to, you want to hear the story? Yeah. Yeah. So you I used up. to listen to radio this. Oh, I shouldn't talk. <laughs> I used to listen to the radio, but back in the day, there's a lot of people that are going to get this. You could hit record and play at the same time. Oh yeah. 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 And actually record your own voice. Yeah. So you would record the radio and then you could hit record and play. And I would be the radio host for hours upon hours in my room. Like, <laughs> I would be like, some song would come on and I'd come back on being like, and that was such and such a song. And now the next song is going to be this. <laughs> so you wanted to be a disc jockey in your early I life. Mean, you, Apparently, I, cool. I mean, you do work in broadcast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. Yeah, but back then. Yeah, but it's foreshadowing. <laughs> I guess. It's like your destiny. To yeah. an extent. Yeah. I'd rather be ice fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You seem happy where you are. I'm not a radio host. You are a podcast host. Um, I'm, and a TV I'm host. I'm trying my best. But that's pretty embarrassing. I, I, I mean, if one of those tapes surfaces, I will definitely not show any of you. If any listeners <laughs> out there can locate an original Mike Olson Radio host commentary. There is one commentary. Or two around there. <laughs> we will have a special, special prize for you. 
John, if you're watching this, call Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. Hey, he used to partake in this. Oh, yeah, but, but man. he's also sung with Luke Bryan. I remember one specific. Like, Church. there's that song where it's like, "We sure can smell the rain." I actually remember this. Like, I flipped it off. I'm like, it's raining outside, and I sure can't smell it. And I was like, young kid, just like talking like that. All right, we're done. <laughs> Imagine like an eight, so, nine. First of all, I think you're talking about seeing the rain. No, isn't there a song that says you sure can smell the rain? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. It's like Blackhawk or something it's that matters. Yeah, like. <laughs> I vividly remember this, and I was like, what? I can't and I, smell the rain. Listen, and they didn't even have COVID back then. <laughs> but it's just, I mean. That that does play into the most common question that we get is, where is our blooper reel? The blooper reel? Guys, if you haven't seen the blooper wait, this wait. This is really bad, but do we still put a blooper reel at the end of every episode? Because we used to. Yeah, but we're talking like a straight up. This is a season long. Like, let's end the season. I think this here's how it goes. Right. I will. This is what I will promise. Thor, look up our YouTube account where we're at right now. Uh, 16.1K followers. Okay, so we have a little over 16,000 followers. If we get to 20,000 followers, if you help us get to 20,000 followers, subscribers, we subscribers, we will. It matters. All right. So if you help us get to 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, we will put out a six season long blooper reel. We will find all of the footage. We've got all of the footage. It's at my house. We have every we have yeah. every season yep. saved. Do you yeah. remember our first? This would have been way back. We had our first kind of staff get together and we had this was what we been, did do one season of bloopers. No, we did. So this Taylor was dancing inside of a pickup. Oh, Ooh. Taylor. He doesn't remember that. Definitely. Yeah, you were on the it was after a Devil's Lake trip. Inside the pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Rainy River. Right. So that episode was half half of it was open water rainy. The other half was bloopers from here. Yeah, Jim got us yelled at in that episode. But we won't talk about that. Did I? No, I was getting back to remember the guy that thought you were in his way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would call it the as we're referring to it tonight, the first season, not the twenty-four minute long, yep. professionally edited. The no, hold season. on, the commander season, commando, the commando, commando, commando season. We went commando. Yeah, for sure. Did we? I had underwear on. I might have. Yeah, whatever. I do from time to time. The commando season. But uh, we had a staff get together and we had compiled a blooper reel for just the staff to watch. Hmm. And we all sat and laughed at it for like an hour. Oh, I'm sure we did. Was that at the hotel? Yeah. That was at the hotel in Fargo. Yep. Yes. Don't you remember that? Oh, yeah. We had a big staff meeting yes. in yep. Fargo. <laughs> yes. We laughed at each other for like My fat ass from the Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I think it would be something pretty special to put that together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when we did put that blooper reel together, how much hate we got? Like a fishing show putting a blooper reel together. Who's the guy that falls off the boat? Bill Dance. He didn't get hate for putting a blooper video. Right. No. Gosh. He probably got more popular. That's. Whatever. You want to. You can hate on us. We're in season seven of Fish Addictions TV. Get over it. 
I watch Bill Dance fall out of a boat like at least once a week. I still think it's funny. That's great. So how long we've been doing this? A while. Uh, like an hour and 40 minutes. Wow. God dang. By far our longest podcast. Uh, well, 20 minutes is like... Yeah, no, I already subtracted that. Oh, oh. well. All right. <laughs> Apparently we had a lot to talk about tonight. Okay, so to recap, when we get to 20,000 subscribers... When we get to 20,000 subscribers, it, it when we get to 20,000 subscribers, but within, we need your help. We within, need everybody that watches Fish Dick Steve and enjoys everything we do. Yep. So Whether it's the podcast, whether it's the vlogs that we're doing, and please let us know, like, ask us questions... If you if you want to be a part of the podcast or the vlog or the fish addictions TV stuff, if you feel you have something valid, reach out to us. Reach out to us with any questions, whether yep. no matter what it is. But we're going to be doing so much this year between the vlog, the podcast, the show, everything in between. Like guys, actually, we should make the big announcement. I was just going to bring that up. You made an announcement today not. on the ice that's I mean, going to be released. Is this going to be released before the video? For, for the episode? Yeah. No. Oh. Because our first episode will probably be released next week. So will this. So will this. Okay. Oh. This will Maybe be- it's the same day, so you can still. This, this, yeah. uh, this will platform. be Tuesday or Thursday. But could be a driver Here's to the teaser, guys. Here's yeah. the teaser for that. Right now, I got it. On this episode of Real Talk, The Real Talk, on this episode of The Real Talk with Fish Addictions TV, I have a giant announcement to make that you're all going to want to hear. But you got to watch the episode. But you got to watch the episode of Fish Dictions. Bum, bum, bum. No, actually, we should we should announce it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Why not? so a big change that we've actually kind of alluded to over the last couple podcasts a yeah. little bit because we kind of knew it was coming down. Uh, Fish Addictions TV will not be on Fox Sports North, not because we didn't enjoy our time on Fox Sports North, not because. It wasn't a great stepping stone for us, but we really feel that Fox Sports is not the right direction for what we're doing. We want to really give everybody a really inside look at at everything that's going on in Fish Addiction so we can link our vlogs, link our our podcasts, link the shows and really have a consi- something coming out on a consistent, a more consistent basis. And yes, we have the show every single week, but we can put something out any day anytime and anything that we want. And, you know, I'm, I think this is the right direction and this is where this kind of stuff is going. So I'm really excited. I, it's been an internal talk for us for yep. a long time. It's a huge move for fish addictions. Uh, Fox Sports North, like I said, has been awesome. We've had a lot of fun doing it, but it's just not the right move for us to continue uh, on, on that platform. So we're going to put ourselves on every platform that we can get on. We're already on Carbon TV, Outdoor Action, Hulu, UTV, YouTube TV, um, and and we'll put all the platforms we're on right here, right there. Description, description, in the description. It's it's a lot easier to put stuff in the description okay. because then people can follow it. Yeah. So we'll put it all there, and we're gonna continue to grow all the platforms. We're gonna continue to do more things. It's really, really, really exciting for where we're going, um, and really scary at the same time. Because we really do need everybody's help to make this successful. We enjoy bringing you guys the content and we can do that, but we need everybody's support. And and I think fish addictions, whether you some people might roll their eyes at this, but I think we've been pioneers for a lot of things in the fishing world. Mm -hmm. We really have been over the set last seven or eight years. We've done things that other people have never thought Mm -hmm. of doing. And so have other people. Other people have done other stuff. But 
but I really feel like what we do is different. You know, we're, we're, we're in between different, different shows and I won't name shows, but we're, we're, we're different. We're us. Yeah. And I think that's what people like about us. So we will not be on Fox sports North, but we will be consistently putting out TV grade episodes and vlogs and podcasts. And that's why we're doing this. We want to bring more to everybody. And I say it all the time. I want to thank everybody that has supported us to this point. But to those people, we're going to need your support more than ever. And I think it's a really cool step that we're taking and something that I'm really excited about. So absolutely. You look like you got something to add, Thor. No, I'm just making sure that you hit everything and you did a great job. Thanks. Covered all the bases. Thanks, Thor. Got links. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I'm really, really excited. It's going to be a different step. Word, work. Yeah. Yeah. Support us. It's a jump. And massive leap of faith. And if you look right here, there's a Garmin sitting on the table. And what we're doing is for every thousand subscribers as well that we get on YouTube, we're going to add something to this prize package. And it starts with this Echo Map UHD 73 CV ice fishing bundle for the first thousand. And after we get another thousand, we're going to we're going to add something to that. Maybe it's an ice house. Maybe it's an auger. Maybe it's whatever. But if people pay attention to what Fish Addictions has done over the last few years, it it ain't going to be a fishing rod. It's going to be something big Mm because we appreciate the support and we like to give back and. Yeah. Well, if yeah. if if we get to like an odd number at the end, you know, if it's if say they if they add us, you know, 50,200 subscribers, we'll throw in fishing rods and tackle for each hundred after the <laughs> to round it up. Sure. Because like you said but, before, you can never have too many fishing rods. No. But I think this is this is a really cool opportunity for us that some people are going to look at us and be like, why? But really, internally, this is what we needed to to grow fish addictions and to let us blossom into what we can be. And that, and I think that's the best way to put it is we just need to be able to spread our wings and do what we can do. And and this is part of it right now. What you guys are mm-hmm. listening to right now is part of it. So big announcement, big announcement on the real talk with Fish Addictions <laughs> TV. There it was. That was my best announcer voice. It was. It was good. All right. Whatever. Guys, this is The Real Talk with Fish Addictions TV. We are out. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Those guys were really boring in their buys. Yeah. <laughs>